The Today's Homeowner Radio Podcast is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Today's Homeowner with Danny Lipford, your partner in home improvement. Everyone has questions about their home. We've got the answers, and we have a few laughs along the way. Informative, entertaining, and sometimes off the wall. Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here, along with my co-host, Joe Truini, and you're at the right place for the most practical, realistic, most current home improvement information you're going to find anywhere. We're absolutely going to have some fun and we want to share with you a number of things during this hour, including some more concrete settling problems. When you see that concrete settling a little bit, how severe is it? What can you do? We're going to talk about that because apparently it's happening a lot since we're getting so many calls about it. Also going to share with you a brand new stud detector. They've raised the technology level on these stud finders finally. And I think we have one that you're going to be very interested in. Also rotting exterior wood. When can you use a wood filler and when is it time to replace it? Also, we have some fall raking tips, some emails, and of course, Joe, what about that simple solution coming up in just a bit? Well, I've got a tool that can help any DIY around the house for lots of different projects, and it's actually a beekeeping tool. Ah, it doesn't well. require one of those netted masks you have to wear over your head. But it's a it's an amazing tool, and I'll share that with you a little bit later. I, I won't say anything more other right. than I used that very tool this week, and oh, it was perfect for what Is I it? needed That's it right. for. So I've owned one for many, I've owned actually two for many years, and I wanted to share that as a simple solution. Well, it was that's, that's a really good idea, and I'll I'll share with you my my use for it, which really worked out okay, well. Good. Hey, we want to hear from you. I mean, you know, we're we're only on the air of oh, probably six or eight more weeks, but we have plenty of time to help you out with any challenge that you may have. And of course, if you're a regular listener, you know how easy we make it. First of all, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you can pick up the telephone and give us a call. 800 946-4420 or send us an email anytime. Today's homeowner.com slash ask. Joe, I actually um, have a couple emails I'd like to read okay, here. Sure. I'll tell you, so there's some sweet, sweet people out there. Let's see, this came, oh, this is interesting because the name on this, uh, on right. their email is uh, Six Sisters. So there must okay. be a big family of girls yeah. there or something for the for that. But anyway, it said, I wanted to take a moment to express my sincere appreciation for the incredible resource that you provide through today's homeowner. Your website has been an invaluable source of inspiration, guidance, and knowledge for countless homeowners just like me. Just wanted to say thanks. That's very nice. That's great. That's take very time nice to indeed. do that one. Yeah. Now, this is this is another one from Elizabeth, who we actually spoke with either last week or the week before. It says I certainly appreciate the opportunity to ask Annie and Joe my question on oak flooring earlier this morning. You know, you inspire homeowners to do the best thing possible for themselves, their home, when and where they can, to be more involved, more confident about choices, on and on and on. With more and more automation, a can-do-do-it-yourself attitude, more of the ability to do it yourself, to be more informed, more involved, must be preserved to help equip our future generations. One is better prepared to 
make the best choices when they can't do it themselves. So fortunate to have Danny, Joe, Chelsea, and the whole team at Today's Homeowner. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, in California. We appreciate you taking the love time that. to send Thank us you so much. Yes. email, and uh, we read each and every one of them. And again, if you would like to send one directly to Joe and I, you can do so by going to todayshomeowner.com slash ask. That's one of the few things that came out of the um, pandemic that was a positive is that when people were home, they started looking around their house and thought, well, I got plenty of time. I'm either working from home or not working from home. And uh, so there was just an explosion of DIY activity. And we're thankfully on the air on TV show and radio show and helping out as many listeners and viewers as we could. So we're, and we still are, we're still here on the radio every week. Well, it definitely showed up in uh, all of our ratings, radio, television, yep. and our streaming platforms. And, of course, that's what we're focusing on now is all of the many places that you can see the Today's Homeowner Television Library. Almost 600 episodes on Roku, Pluto, Freevee, LG TV, Channel 476, and a whole lot more. Just drop by todayshomeowner.com slash stream. Yeah, before we roll on, I wanted to mention this is the show right before Halloween, and you're in a relatively new house. Again, I guess you've been there like two and a half years. Is that neighborhood full of trick-or-treaters? I know you're down a gravel road a little bit, but do uh, you get trick-or-treaters? Anybody that knocks on this door, we uh we check the security cameras, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we don't. We don't. We don't have many. Sometimes uh, we'll set up for some of the kids, you know, knowing yeah. that they're coming over. But there's really not many. You go to Chelsea's neighborhood, probably, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, boy, it is a madhouse over there. Oh, I and, bet. And you know, yeah. um, kids are smart. They say, "Okay, well, I can." Um, I think about the density of the particular Halloween candy that I'm looking for, and I'm right. thinking about where can I get the most of it. Oh, go to a place that has a lot of houses. Ding, 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 That's ding. Right. Boom. <laughs> We're not going out in the country and spending a bunch of time walking down long driveways. No, yeah. our yeah. Reese cups will melt. So, um, right. it, 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 I mean, and I'll, I'll go up and I'll pull, we always pull a wagon around her neighborhood. Right. Uh, a few hills there. So a little bit, a little right. bit um, yeah. fun with that, a little bit of exercise involved, yeah, especially when uh, Chelsea's uh, husband, Brandon, gets in the, in the wagon <laughs> and, and I have to carry him and two kids. This gets a little Drag heavy there. To, yeah, yeah. 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 Get, get out of that wagon. And so. Especially is eating all the Reese cups. But anyway, uh, I hope everybody does have a great Halloween. It's amazing all the people decorating and all of the things that oh, it's I see amazing. It just seem to be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. They never used to decorate at all. I mean, maybe like we said last week, maybe you put out a couple of pumpkins and some some corn stalks. But now they have these big lighted displays and and um, inflatables. And there are these projections that people, if you've seen these, Danny, they put them in front of their garage door. They started off, of course, for the Christmas holidays. Now they've gone to other holidays, including Halloween, where they project this giant image. And, oh, you know, yeah, it, yeah. And it moves. So it's like yeah. ghosts floating uh -huh. across. And it's really pretty impressive. You know, I don't know where people store all this stuff, but it is pretty impressive. Well, I know it. That's that's one of the things uh, we're about to make the big exodus of all of the 27 boxes of Christmas stuff from the toy barn into the house. and uh, Into your house? Where? And, yeah. Well, well, because that's, I mean, to start decorating. Not right oh, away. Oh, to start decorating. But, oh, I see. Yeah, not, oh, not just right to bring away, them in but, to start. Yeah. But uh, but when it goes back in, I always have, every year I go, can we purge some of this? You know, there's, can we purge? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to purge some of it. Well, yeah. Yeah, good she, luck. Well, they, yeah, they, well, no, she purges about a half a box. 
and then she buys two boxes worth. So I'm, I'm losing ground here. I'm losing shelf space. So I can't put my bowling trophies anywhere now. I don't know what to do. Well, that's what she's purging, the bowling trophies. Yeah. Hey, did want to give you an update on the battle um, with the raccoons. You know, I have some oh, that's terrible right. yeah. situation. In your boathouse, right? Yeah, right, right in my boathouse. They ended up in my soffit area, um, and they were having a ball, apparently. So I've been um, trying different humane things, you know, right. Spreading with the water hose, um, you know, <laughs> noise, putting putting yeah. my voice on a loop out there, talking to them, you know, I thought yeah. that would run them off. Yeah, I think um, that would work. But I think what did work, because I have not seen any signs of them now for oh, about about two or three weeks, and right. that is the, one of the old homespun um, remedies of taking a big bottle of hot sauce oh. and then a half a, a bottle of cayenne pepper uh-huh. and a little bit of water. And then theoretically put all that together and spray it through a, a, a pump up sprayer. Does it go through the sprayer? Not really. Yeah, Not at all. Ca- the cayenne, fact, the cayenne pepper kind of chokes yeah. it out just like it would if you threw it in the back <laughs> of your throat. Uh, so here I am on an eight foot ladder with oh a with, yeah. with a plastic cup dipping this and <laughs> just throwing it up there. And I'm thinking if this gets in my eye, it's gonna be terrible. Oh, so, that would be bad, Danny. I had just bought some of the polarized fishing glasses, and they were mm-hmm. sitting right there. So I looked pretty cool throwing yeah. this hot sauce up into the soffit areas. <laughs> and uh, I saw where they had been walking along one of the, the boards on top of the ceiling right. floor, there, the strong yeah. bag. So I sprinkled it all along there. And then I put a trap out with sardines in it, which oh. they absolutely love. I bet. No sign, no activity, nothing now for about 10 days. So I may... I oh, may be okay. scared them off. Yeah. yeah I think, you know, they probably going, man, we've got a crazy one here. Let's move. <laughs> let's move to the next boathouse where, but you know, we have weekenders here that only right. come down some weekends. Then we have full timers right. like me. I think they've drifted over to a weekenders yeah. cottage right now. So. Well, you have to go over when they're not around and just start sprinkling some sardines and corn on their boathouse. I know. That's, that's, let them move. Believe me, I thought about that. But. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Hopefully, they're gone. But that's a good tip. I mean, that's like a simple solution right there, right? Get that's a right. cayenne it, it, and sprinkle it around. It definitely is. Hey, we're just getting started here on today's Homeowner Radio. So happy you're spending some of your busy weekend. Don't go anywhere. We've got a lot of information to share with you. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. Today's homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my buddy, Joe Truini. And both Joe and I really appreciate all of the stations that have supported us over the years and continue to air the show right to the end of the year, including this one, KSAR-FM 92.3 in Salem, Arizona. Special hello to everybody there. I know you guys still have plenty of uh, nice warm weather. Enjoy it. Get outside and get a few of those projects taken care of there. But we appreciate you airing the show. And if we can help you with any challenge that you might have around your house, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Or you can give us a call on the Today's Homeowner hotline, 800 946 4420. That's where we have Stan from Kentucky. Stan, welcome to the show and tell us what's going on around your house. Great. Good morning, uh, Danny and Joe. I appreciate uh, in advance you helped me with this issue. Of course. Uh, I do have a challenge. Uh, 
I have an issue that involves a concrete walkway that is uh, sinking and pulling away from the house foundation on one side of the house. Uh, this involves almost the whole length of the building. Uh, it places uh, the gap is one inch wide and narrows down a little bit. It's about four inches deep in areas. Uh, right. The house is 18 years old. Uh, it was uh, uh, built on a, a farm uh, pasture. Uh, so a bunch of earth has been moved in the past when they uh, put in like uh, underground uh, gutter systems and uh, uh, geothermal. Um, my question is, what would be the, the best way to fill in these gaps, uh, maybe pouring in sand first and then some type of liquid cement or a uh, mortar, or do I uh, try expanding foam or should I just uh, you know, go with a professional injecting system? I'm not sure. Yes, Dan, we could probably tell, I'll see what Danny thinks. We can probably tell you how to fill it, but I'm not sure that's going to solve the problem, which is why is this thing pulling away and sinking into the ground? Right, right. Yeah, a lot of times what happens, of course, you get a small crack and then, you know, moisture gets in there and, 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 you know, affects the integrity of the dirt directly under the heavy slab. And then it's a real gradual thing. It doesn't happen overnight. But uh, until you really find out what's causing it to keep the water from going in there is definitely a fairly easy and recommended thing to do. Probably the most accepted way of doing it is to get something called backer rod. And backer rod is not a rod. It's actually a, a, a round a foam type of material, half inch, three quarter inch, one inch, whatever you would need to okay. force down into that crack. This is real inexpensive and just force it down into the crack, leaving about three eighths of an inch, uh, recess at about three eighths of an inch down in there. Okay. Then use a flexible caulk. And I'll tell you, we, we just used some tight bond caulk that was unbelievable called Duramaster. And uh, you can go to tightbond.com and find out all about it. It, it, it actually expands and contracts and can um, control something up to two inches. So uh, an inch won't be a problem to apply the caulk. And sometimes when you're doing a larger, um, you know, area like that, after you get your backer rod in, you may just want to run a bead right down the whole line, then come back and run another one instead of trying to fill it all up at one time. A lot okay. of times that one bead will tack up a little bit and give something for the rest of the caulk to hold. Then you just basically fill it in to make sure no more water gets in there. Then after that, um, I think I would try And I don't know a lot about the guys that inject the foam under concrete, the expense, the success of that. Um, I've seen it around for years, but I've just never had a chance to really, you know, get into that very much. Uh, how about you, Joe? Have you had any kind of a conversation with any of those guys or know any of the pros yeah, and cons? I have, and it does work, Stan. Um, you have a relatively small area and, you know, so probably wouldn't be too expensive to do. But I did notice, thanks for sending these photographs, by the way, and in the middle of the wall, I see you have a vertical length of downspout that's coming down. And obviously you don't want water just dumping in that space because it looks like that already settled, the concrete settled down a couple of inches. But right now you have a piece of corrugated uh, pipe hooked up to a plastic pipe. But below yes. that, it looks like there's a pipe that goes under the sidewalk and then out yes. drains out. Is there a reason it's not connected to that underground pipe? Uh, we thought that the underground pipe might have been um, clogged up because the gutters were overflowing. Yeah. Oh, you don't uh, see but, it draining out anywhere? Uh, no. Oh, well, that's an issue. Yeah, it should be draining out the daylight or into a drainage pipe or a 
drywall right. or something far from the house because that's a ton of water coming off the house and yeah. just you know dumping on the sidewalk which and, and looking at happen. looking at that wall it does look like it's affecting that wall so yeah. apparently it is pushing up out of there sheeting right down that wall and probably going right underneath the slab so i would definitely yeah. maybe put a small piece of piping on it so that it spills out on top of the concrete and and to, to go back on what something i said a minute ago uh, uh kind of reverse something there instead of doing the caulking and the backer rod and then calling these guys you may want to go ahead and call these guys first and just see right, their yeah. opinion because if they if you caulk it and get it all sealed up and then they raise it up of course it, it it's um not not what you need to do in the process right. of that but you might get a couple of those guys to give you bids ask them a bunch of questions and see just how it is and it may not be as expensive since it's gotten more competitive hopefully the prices of that have come down considerably yeah and stan the one other thing i wanted to mention there's a great product for filling concrete cracks now these are for cracks that are not going to move and in this case you know we're not sure this is done moving um, but it's called decocrete d-e-c-o then C-R-E-T-E. And it's essentially almost like an epoxy, but it's really easy to apply. You fill the crack with sand, then you mix this stuff up and you squirt it over the sand. What it does, basically, it solidifies the sand and it becomes as hard as concrete. Oh, okay. Um, but again, with the caulk that Danny was talking about, it would expand and contract. A decocrete, I don't think will, but uh, it'd be worth, if you go online to decocrete, I guess, dot com or something like that, you'd probably find out more information about it. Okay. Um, and uh, so they've been using that for years for filling large cracks in concrete. Yeah, that does sound good. And just so you know, we actually are having all the gutters replaced uh, to a wider gutter and uh, adding additional downspouts. Uh, That's good. Are you going to be able to eliminate this one? Uh, we're going to um, actually keep that one, uh, but make sure that it's open to drain. Right. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and add another one on the same side of the house. Um, because it was overflowing and also storm damage. Yeah, overflowing is, I mean, what's the point of having it there? Yeah, Have you tried running a snake through there, a motorized snake, just to see if it comes out somewhere? Um, no, I have not. Yeah, because your gutters, you'd probably, I would recommend if you're hooking this back up to an underground pipe, put gutter guards on the gutters, because otherwise this would just happen again. I suspect leaves are going through the gutter, downspout into this pipe and plugging it up. Right. Right, or the, or the pipe in the ground is crushed. That's possible, Or it could be crushed, too, right? Mm -hmm. All right, Stan, well, all good right, luck Stan. with all that. Yeah, Thank you, Danny and Joe. Appreciate and it. I want to commend you on uh, you know, being proactive on something like this because, sure. boy, you leave this alone, there's no doubt that concrete will have yeah. to be replaced by moving forward with this. You might be able to save that concrete, even though it might have a crack here and there. Uh, just call it character in the concrete. It'll be good. So. <laughs> Very good. Okay, well, thanks so much, and have a great weekend. We appreciate it. Next time Marla says my face is getting all cracky, I'll say, hey, it's just character. That's right. You have to you have to work on that one. I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you something, Joe, with me announcing, you know, my retirement at the end of the year and so forth. Right. People are really trying to keep me busy. I mean, I'm getting all of these <laughs> offers to be on building committees, you know. Hey, really? Huh? Yeah, it's 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 like people feel like they're um, you know, want to help you out to keep you busy so that you don't get <laughs> bored and get in trouble or something like that. I don't know. So, I mean, I'm getting the invitations to play golf. Not a lot of invites on fishing yet. I'm putting it out there. I'm ready, boys. Yeah. A little cold to go dive me. But Sharon, my wife, just keeps saying, you've got to do something. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that sounds just like her, doesn't it? You could hear my wife saying that. Marla one time said to me, you're driving me crazy. I said, yeah, and it's a very short trip.
Yeah. Oh, 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 boy. That's, that's got Rodney Dangerfield written all over <laughs> yes. it right there. Sure. I certainly used to enjoy uh, Rodney Dangerfield. I actually met him in New York one time uh, at, at his club at there. At his club? He was a legend. He's like one of those guys that were way back in, you know, the old Ed Sullivan yeah. days. Right yeah. up to Caddyshack and all of that. He had he had That's one right. heck of a career, didn't he? Well, the greatest story quickly is he was still selling aluminum siding <laughs> when he was doing stand-up. He was on Ed Sullivan, biggest show in the country at the time, doing his routine. And then that weekend, he was selling aluminum siding. Some woman said, didn't I just see you on Ed Sullivan? You do what you have to do to make it in, in this world. Hey, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'll tell you about that special whole stud detector that's just been released by our friends at Ryobi. You're listening to today's Home Auto Radio. Today's homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone, creating beautiful landscapes, and by Quickrete Cement and Concrete Products. It's what America's made of. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our best new product segment brought to you by the Home Depot, how doers get more done. You know, stud finders are a big help for tons of people and tons of projects around your home. But finding one that works really well can always be a challenge. So this may solve that problem. The new Ryobi whole stud detector is designed with multiple LEDs to indicate the full width of the stud, not just an edge or center. And what makes this model different is that it features one-handed operation, so it's easier to use than their previous model, which did require two hands. This model also has an auto-depth scan technology, which determines the thickness of the wall up to an inch and a half thick to accurately identify wood and metal studs. Plus, the built-in stud marker conveniently marks the center of the stud without the need for a pencil. So, if I've got you intrigued and you want a little more information on this Ryobi whole stud detector, log on to Home Depot. Dot com. I, I was wondering when technology was going to improve those things. I've had yeah. I've had quite a battle with these uh, things Me over too. the years yeah. that, you know, you get another nice, fancy $50 one, and it's still not 100% accurate. Yeah. It's pretty frustrating. So I like good. the idea that it has a marker, a stud marker. Oh, me too. Yeah, because usually you're sliding the thing along, and then mm-hmm. you have to hold it with one hand and mark it with another, and the lights keep going out. And, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, let's get back to the today's homeowner hotline. Carl is on the line from Arizona. Carl, welcome to the show, and tell us what's going on around your house. Oh, hi, Danny. Hi, Joe. Uh, I've got an issue with what appears to be wood rot. I uh, wasn't sure exactly what it was, but I had our pest control people come out and take a look at it just to verify that it wasn't termites. So that, that turned out to be good. That's good. Oh, great, yeah. They did tell me it was wood rot. So... I actually did a lot of research online, and there are a number of different fixes that I saw. And one of them was uh, an epoxy mix, uh, actually Bondo, that you can put into it. And another was to just cut it out and put another piece of wood in there. And there are, there's pluses and minuses to both because with Bondo, I was told that, uh, you know, during the winter or when it rains, there's a possibility that I could still get moisture that could seep under. And if that happens, it could actually pop the Bondo out. The other one, when you uh, put a new piece of wood in, you're introducing two new seams in the wood. And same issue that, you know, you 
possibility that you could get some moisture in between those seams too. So I'm sure it would take, uh, you know, you could seal it with paint and whatever, but I'm just wondering what you would suggest would be the best fix for something like that. All good questions, Carl. Yeah, all really good questions. And Carl, we, we've used um, a lot of the Bondo product or automobile body repair material. And of course, Bondo also has one that's designed just for wood. But when um, in looking at your pictures, there's a fair amount of deterioration here on the siding. And lap siding is relatively easy to replace sections. And you can find one that will match. And you can also have the opportunity there, which we strongly recommend, to prime the back side of the wood before it's installed. But, Joe, there's mm -hmm. a number of tricks to really make that removal of that um, a lot easier and kind of necessitates that special um, tool that a lot of people don't have. Oh, the oscillating multi-tool, yeah. Uh -huh. So, Carl, I'm looking at this photograph. It's, so this is at the very bottom of the siding. It looks like, is that... Uh, fiber cement siding. What is that? I see. There. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's in pretty good shape, right? But so there's this, just for our viewers that can't see this photograph at the bottom of the siding, there's a piece of wood that's been painted white that's sticking out. It looks like a good inch and a half or so. Now that's yeah. running along the bottom of the house. Is that uh, above the foundation? Yes. It's above the Stone. Yeah, I see the stone. Yeah, I wonder why that's there, because that is nothing but trapping water, and it would rot. Right. Um, but whenever I get involved with something like this, I always replace it. I mean, you could patch it. There's a, a great product from a company called Abitron, which is a an epoxy you mix, and it soaks in, and it actually hardens some of the rotted wood, so you have to carve it all out, and then you can make a little form and fill it up. But I mean, do, if you had to cut out all the rotted wood, how much are we talking about? In this section, I only see maybe two feet or so. Do you have any idea how, is this around the whole house or just this one section? No, there's there's another area in that same board, which is probably another, uh, I would say, six to eight inches long. Okay. So there's yeah. two sections in that whole area there. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend cutting it out and putting in pressure-treated wood. Now, is this thing beveled down so water runs off of it because that's another thing if it's not it i don't know why it's there it's just trapping water yeah there is a slight bevel to it yeah all right well i would cut it out and put in um and how thick is this i see it sticks out about an inch and a half is it you know how thick it is like from the edge yeah i think it's uh probably like a one by two so it's about three quarters of an inch yeah oh then i would replace it with azek Cellular PVC. When it comes white, you won't have to paint it. It won't ever rot. And as far as the seams where it meets the wood, I would just caulk it as well as you could. And, you know, that's all you need. I, you know, if you wanted, you could replace it all. But if this is only three quarters of an inch, I probably wouldn't even bother putting in wood. And what is the, the ASIC? It's called ASIC, A-Z-E-K. It's cellular PVC, essentially white um, plastic lumber. Home Depot sells Azek. They also sell a, a house brand called Veranda, which I typically buy because it's cheaper and it's essentially the same stuff. Um, okay. And so you can find it there. And it comes in one by twos and one by threes and one by fours. I think it goes up. Oh. It comes up, comes into like sheets, even four by eight sheets. Um, okay. What's the best way to take that wood? I'm not exactly sure how it's attached to the house. Yeah, I assume it's nailed or screwed in there. You'd have to just cut it off. Danny had mentioned a tool called the oscillating multi-tool. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it would allow you to get in there and cut that, cut away the rot. You're not doing the whole yeah. house. You're just doing the rotted sections, yeah. Okay. And if yeah. it extends it to the house, I would cut out as much as you could and just slip the new piece in. 
Okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I don't know how far it extends in there. Do I cut it flush and then try to yeah. put another piece in? Yeah. And then how do you attach it? Yeah, well, you just would glue it and screw it like anything else. I tell you, the way it should have been done originally, we got to run, we're up against a break here, but the way it should have been done originally before they put on that lowest piece, the first piece of siding, is they should have flashed right over this with copper or or, or metal or something, um, yeah. which they failed to do. And Because if you did that, then you wouldn't be having this conversation. Right, right. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, Carl. Thanks so much for being with us here on today's Homeowner Radio Show. You have a great weekend. Hey, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more information that you can use around your house right now. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. homeowner is brought to you by wizard screen solutions find out more at wizardscreens.com and welcome back to the today's homeowner radio show where it's time for our around the yard segment you know this time of the year the lawn mowing chores start slowing down a bit and leaf raking chores pick up now i love a nice clean yard but i really don't enjoy raking leaves so here's a few tips to simplify my least favorite chore instead of scooping up a handful of leaves at a time try raking them onto a little tarp so that you can move one massive pile of leaves all at one time this is something i've done many times myself it will save you a lot of trouble a lot of time now if you need to bag those leaves use a smaller piece of tarp to make a leaf funnel tape a couple of three foot dowels to each end so that you can scoop up the leaves and funnel them right into the bag now if you don't have a helper to hold that bag put it in a garbage can and use an old bicycle inner tube like a giant rubber band to secure the bag around the top of the can but before you do that drill several half inch holes in the sides and bottom of the can to prevent it creating a vacuum as the bag fills. Now this makes removing the full bag a whole lot easier and anything that makes picking up leaves easier is pretty good in my book. This Around the Yard segment brought to you by our friends at Pavestone and absolutely it's time to do that. Get back to that kind of controversy we've talked about before that that I never have gotten up you know, a, a genuine answer on is the trend now of the lawn maintenance guys using powerful leaf blowers instead right. of rakes. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've heard, you know, some of our listeners say, oh, no, over the time that completely strips your, you know, important topsoil little by little off of your plants, off of your grass, which I could see. And I also can see where the dethatching aspect of a nice, you know, stiff rake running through a lawn is a good idea. I wonder right. what I wonder what the real deal is on there. And it might be one of those things that, well, it's not good on some yards, but it doesn't matter on others, depending on the makeup of their soil. Well, I didn't realize that they're blowing soil and topsoil off their lawn. I didn't, I didn't realize that was an issue. Well, blowing blowing the leaves after they right. mow. And then if they have the you know the leaves, if they haven't um, bagged it while they were mowing um, or or when they're coming out for winter maintenance uh, visits, then a lot of times it really boils down to mostly yeah. the leaves. And instead of raking, I just see them out there with two or three leaf blowers, backpack leaf blowers, just blowing these things all up in a pile or occasionally out in the street. And they should yeah, be arrested, right, right. should be yeah. arrested for that. But um, but I just wonder what the real uh, deal is, if it affects your yard or if it's good for your yard huh. or it doesn't matter. Who knows? That's, that's why you really should use a mulching mower and just grind 
grind them up and blow them down into the soil level because they're full of moisture and, and some moisture and nutrients. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Let's get, get a hold of an email here. Love to get an email from you. Today's homeowner.com slash ask. Ricky in Alabama says, I have an air conditioning duct going to the master bedroom that is blocking the flow of air. It's been that way since I bought the condo. How can I fix the problem? Well, uh, point A to point B, you need to find out where that particular duct is attaching to the header box right. that's on yep. top of your um, forced air furnace. And then just try to follow it. You might not be able to. It might be, especially in a condo situation, it might be condensed in a fur down or, you know, in between floors or something like that. But you want to make sure that it is um, that, that it is not blocked in any way. You may also want to look at your register where it comes out into the, the um, room take that off, get a, a bright light, even reach up in there and see if there's anything that's keeping that air from coming out. Now, if you uh, still can't find anything that's obvious, um, you know, a lot of times if you have attic access, uh, people will accidentally step on it and crimp it. Maybe some of those holiday decorations are on it. A lot of different ways to restrict that air. If you can't find it, definitely call an air conditioning and heating contractor out because what they can do is put baffles in some of the existing ductwork that'll encourage more of the air to go in that direction is more or less a balancing of your heating and cooling system. And that may be all you need, assuming you have a unit large enough. Most likely they've done their engineering and have the right one. But it's, it's very often, and it's funny, this time of the year, uh, a lot of people are getting those decorations down from the attic. Not a very pleasant place to be, not no. a pleasant yeah. chore necessarily. And a lot of times uh, maybe some of those uh, pieces of ductwork get crimped a little bit. Yeah, get crimped or get knocked hard enough that they crack open a seam. And then what? Then that air is blowing out, but it's not reaching, might not be clogged necessarily. And if there's a damper that's in somewhere along the lines of them, they can get hit and get, get partially closed. There's lots of things you can check yourself, certainly. Um, but last resort would be to call in a pro. I wouldn't call in a, a professional HVAC contractor immediately. I mean, this might be the kind of thing where you can, you know, you'll notice it. Like Danny said, maybe Danny came over to insulate your attic and he stepped on it. I mean, I uh -huh. think I've heard that before, so that might have, that might have happened. You know, they have the little velocity meters that they can just clip on, and it'll say, to okay, tell, got yeah. this many CPM coming out of there, CFM, and you can do that in others and kind of balance it out somewhat scientifically. Hey, coming up, it's Simple Solution Time. We've got a good one for you. You'll want to hear it. Don't go anywhere. This is today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back. Today's homeowner is brought to you by Duck Brand Weatherization Products. Boy, we all love a good, simple solution. All of them are great. But here's another one from my buddy, Joe Truini. All right, Danny, there are many home improvement projects, such as removing wood trim from walls, that require a thin yet strong pry bar. A lot of pry bars are so big and heavy that they're great for for demolition work, but when you need a really thin pry bar for a job such as the removing trim, the best one, the very best one is not sold at a hardware store. In fact, it's called the Hive Tool, H-I-V-E, and it's available online from beekeeping supply companies. I found out about this many years ago, and the reason I wanted to share the simple solution is I just went out and bought a new one because I'd worn out the other two. Um, I have one in my 
shop, one in my toolbox, and it's made from stainless steel. It's super, super thin on the edge. It goes down to almost zero and has a little um, 90 degree bend on the back. Um, and the greatest thing, and it has just the right amount of flex so it can bend. You know, I use it for prying up doors to line them up to get the hinge pin in, things like that. But it has enough backbone that it's not going to just bend and not, you know, move the piece of wood. And the best part, Danny, these things cost about $6 each. All right. I saw one in a store one time. It was like $80 because it was made out of, what was it made? Like titanium or something. And um, so if you go to, you can probably get it on Amazon too. I'm not really sure, but uh, there's a, any beekeeping supplier and it's simply called the Hive Tool. Look it up and uh, be sure to get yourself a couple. Well, you, you were nice enough to send me one, and I'll have to say did, it has been right. very valuable, including just this uh, just a few days ago when I was replacing a few little pieces of trim on a small camper that I'm about to sell. Right. And uh, now this trim's in there is, you know, 60 years old, and, wow. uh, and I didn't want to scar anything. And, boy, I remember that tool, broke it out, and it's in my nail bag now and will be forever because yeah, it's just – work really well for for that kind of situation so i, I appreciate that and yeah and we, you're have, welcome. We, we have to think about you know things during this time of the year maybe you're doing a few things you know we always caution you about being on a ladder but there's also a really important tip that joe's going to share with you about extension cords and joe this is really more yes. important than most people realize it needs to become a habit anytime you touch an extension cord what Danny is referring to is you never, ever wind up an extension cord around your arm. And that's not terribly wrong. They often say not to do that because you're bending it too much. But a lot of people wind it around like their elbow and their hand. But you never, ever do that while it's plugged in. And the reason you don't is if there's a short in this, a, a crack in the insulation, and there's a bare exposed wire, you can electrocute yourself. And this has actually happened. This, this this is no joke, and it happens every year to a few people, and it's simply because the extension cord's still plugged in. And we can see why that happens, right? You, you have an extension cord, you pull it out, you're cutting a piece of wood or whatever with a saw, you unplug the saw, and, you know, you might be 50 feet from the outlet. So most people are, well, I'm not going to walk all the way to the outlet and unplug it. I'm just going to start winding it up. Do not do that. You know, because it really is, you know, it could end tragically. So we just wanted to share that with you, um, a safety tip that, you know, as Danny said, you get into the habit of doing that, but you really shouldn't. And it's always a good idea to, you know, inspect your um, extension cords from time right. to time. Yeah. You know, they might get pinched in a door. They might get a ladder setting on them or something that you're not realizing. So when you're rolling that cord up, just just look at it real closely and make sure it's good. If it's not good, throw it away, repair it, whatever. That's something you just can't take any chances on. Always like to remind you about the Today's Homeowner Television Show. Even though we're not airing on broadcast television anymore after 25 wonderful years um, on national television, you can still see almost 600 episodes on our various platforms, streaming channels, Roku, Pluto, Freevee, LG TV, and a whole lot more. And all you have to do is go to todayshomeowner.com slash stream to find out exactly where you can see the Today's Homeowner Television Show. A lot of episodes right now. There's a lot of great information that we've been able to gather over that 25 years of work. Well, that pretty much wraps up the first hour of Today's Homeowner Radio. So glad you were able to spend some time with Joe and I. Hope you'll be back with us real soon. 